Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. Yo, it's your girl, Fresh Love, and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. Hey guys, welcome back to Sports Talk with C. Your girl is back with another episode. And on this episode, I got to chop it up and speak with Big East Player of the Year, Miss Maddie Seacrest, and hear all about her basketball journey. The NBA playoffs are here. And yes, I'm ready for all these matchups. But before we begin, let's take a short break. Do you guys want to start a podcast? Well, Anchor's a place to be. You can start a podcast and let me explain. It's free. This gives you the tools to record your podcast right from your phone or your computer, right in the comfort of your own home. Your podcast will be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. And not only is it free, you can make money at minimal listenership. It's everything you need and more to make a podcast all in one place. Just go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back, guys. We have a baller from New York City who now plays for Villanova Women's Basketball Team. She averaged 25.3 points, 9.2 rebounds, and she shoots 49.3% from the field. She was the unanimous first team all league, and she's a great person, has a dope vibe, introducing Maddie Seacrest. Good evening, Maddie. Thank you for coming on Sports Talk with C. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. First, I want to congratulate you on all your accolades this year. I did see you at the Big East tournament, so I'm glad I get to see you play. It was seeing you play, and I can't wait for next year. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. So tell me a little bit about yourself and what it was like growing up in New York. Um, I'm the oldest of four. Uh, I went to... um, public high school uh grammar school and then I went to Catholic high school uh I've been playing basketball seriously since probably like seventh grade um but before that I played all like a bunch like soccer I danced I did a little bit of everything um but then in high school I just really focused on basketball and what why did you focus on basketball was it because you liked it more than other sports was it because your dad played did I read that right yeah 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 um yeah he played so obviously I wanted to play like should be like him in a way but um I was also really tall so it was like you know naturally everyone's like, oh you play basketball and, and I liked it the most like I was really competitive at a young age so basketball I liked it because it just was like the whole game you're like it's not like softball where you have to wait and it's like you know you get to just go 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 would you say as a kid besides your dad who else did you look up to as a player or a role model um, well, I grew up in Poughkeepsie, so Marist College was the big, like, school around me, um, so we, I grew up going to all those games, oh, so, nice. uh, they had a player, Rachel Fitz, who was, like, one of their best players ever, um, who I just thought was, like, a god, um, so <laughs> I watch her play all the time, um, she was an unbelievable player, and then my high school coach's daughter actually went to Villanova, and she was probably, uh, like I never really watched her play but I she was the best best player I knew like oh, personal wow. 
yeah so I was like wow like that's she went to Villanova like that's crazy yeah right I'm like Billy yeah that's the school (laughs) so what would you say would be your favorite basketball moment you experienced in high school um probably either like scoring my thousand point like that was really special because it was like the last home game of the year or like my senior year the last home game we beat like one of a rival schools and like a sold out jam that that was a really cool atmosphere was that like, the oh, day that you had 45 points and 22 rebounds no, <laughs> no, no wasn't no, that day no, wasn't that day um yeah but uh, we had like five seniors who had all been on bar stations we were freshmen so that was like that was really special that game Oh, that's nice. Yeah, because you averaged 32.7 points per game, 13.1 rebounds. What goes through your mind when you're shooting? Like, what is, because you just let it go. You do get buckets, so. Just, you know, just think everyone's going in. Uh, You know, obviously, you realize, like, is it a good shot? If it's a good shot, great, take it. And then, you know, some people like to judge, like, is it a good shot by if it goes in or not? And, like, as a, you know, shooter score, you have to have the mentality you know, you're going to take the same shots no matter what. The ball's eventually going to go in. And as long as you're taking the shots you're used to, then it's just like, all right, you do the best you can. You're taking the good shots. So. And then so when they, but when they don't fall, like, what do you do? I would be so mad. I don't know how you guys do it. I'd be like, you know what? F this. I'm not doing it no more. <laughs> um, Just like that mentality. Like, you just keep telling yourself, like, all right, you take good shots. Try to rebound, screen get your teammates some good looks. Um, but yeah, it's, it's sometimes it's frustrating, but then just knowing that like, if you had a bad first half or second half, like it's not going to carry over. Just knowing right. that, you know, it, it just cause you miss shots doesn't mean, you know, you're doing anything wrong. It's just, you know, you're rushing and you can make little adjustments, but I, you try not to do anything too differently. Okay. Keep that in mind. I mean, I don't play, but that's <laughs> when I want to give out some advice, I'm going to keep yeah, that yeah. in mind. Sure. What made you choose Villanova and was your process difficult, easy, stressful? Uh, I would say it was pretty good. I mean, I wasn't like very highly recruited during high school. So it wasn't like, I mean, I, I ended up with a lot of offers, but not not from the beginning. They weren't until like sophomore, junior year. So it wasn't like I was, this is something I was dealing with since eighth grade. Um, so, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I took a lot of my visits and stuff like that. And then, you know, Villanova was like the most, you know, I'm so exciting. I thought it was, it was my biggest offer. And I was like, you know, maybe, maybe I could play there. And you, 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 I picked it and I was like, you know what, worse, you could always transfer if you're not good enough or something's wrong. And, you know, I, I just love the people here. It's just such a special place. And, you know, I just felt that on my visit. Oh, that's good. See that everyone else says it's stressful. It's hard. You have been, that has been the easiest that I've heard thus far. <laughs> So freshman year, going to school, roll your ankle on a, in practice, right? Yeah. How did you come back and continue to dominate, continue to be the shooter that you are and just be Maddie? Yeah, I mean, that was tough. Uh, I had to get three screws put in um, and I never really got hurt like that uh, in high school. Like that was the first big injury I had and I was away from home. Um, I was so fortunate that the not only my teammates here but um my staff uh the staff here the former coach Harry Preta was instrumental in helping me um just like not even like physically with the injury just like being there like making sure I was engaged to practice because I would sit there and you know we run a motion so as a freshman you don't really understand it to begin with 
And then all of a sudden you're watching it, you really don't understand it. So, you know, he helped like, you know, teach it to me from that perspective, which was really uh, beneficial at the time. I, it was the worst I hated watching it. You know, all you want to do is be in it. And then, you know, I ha- ended up having to redshirt because, you know, it made the most sense. Everyone, it was the most logical. But at the time, like, I'm not redshirting. I'm not doing that. I'm coming back. I'm coming back in January. And everyone's like, you know, around me, it's like, all right, yeah, 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 we'll see. But I made sure when I was hurt uh, to really work on my shooting because from the outside, because like high school, I was so much taller than everyone that you didn't even have to shoot. And then you get to college, like everyone's as tall. So it's like, okay, you have to expand your game. So I think that's when my shooting really probably improved the most. Mm, I've never heard that. Usually it's, you have to get back in the swing of things and, you know, do all that. So thus far, what has been your... Besides your injury, what has been the toughest moment in college? Probably COVID. I, I would think that was tough. Um, you know, as from a team perspective, an individual, um, we went through a coaching change. Our coach retired. We got a new coach. Um, and then, like, meeting her through COVID was tough. And then you didn't have workouts. And no one knew when you were coming back. So just like that was just weird being away from people, like your whole team for so long, especially. You know, you're not used to that practice every day and then it's like you see each other on the phone but it's not really the same, same right uh so I think that was tough. It's just the not knowing and you know I made sure that I worked out you know and did kept up where, where I wanted to be but just like wow like are we gonna have a season the next year like you hope so right. but you didn't really know and then you know last year being almost in a bubble like was pretty challenging but I think then you were just so grateful you got you got to play again so we get to this year 22 season you averaged 25.3 points 9.2 rebounds shooting at 49.3 percent big east player of the year and you played for the big east coach of the year how like explain the entire year how Uh, yeah i mean this this year was great uh it it didn't it started a little rocky we were we were Mm and broke my hand I fell in a scrimmage in the in the beginning and probably whatever October and I hurt my hand but I didn't even it wasn't even a thought to me to think that it was anything I just was like and a few weeks later I was shooting and my coach was like Natty like looked at my hand and was like well you know didn't even think anything she's like you're doing something weird when you're shooting I don't think anything of it play the first two games I'm like we, we lost both I was really frustrated I was like I can't grab the ball like something's wrong I can't grab it so, you know, then I'm like in my head, you're frustrated and I fell during practice. So my hand swells up. I go to the doctor, get it checked out and they're like, no, oh, it's, it's broken two spots and it looks like it's been hurt for a little while. And I'm like, what? And they're like, no, no, you hurt it like a while. And I'm like, oh, so then in my head, I'm like, wow, this, this makes a little sense. And then it goes, then you have to sit out. And I missed six games. That was tough. Just like, because I didn't think it was broken. Because I'm like, no, I'm good, guys. I'm not getting. If you break a bone, don't you feel like there should be pain? Yeah, no, and like then I'm like, no, like it's fine, like it's fine. Because <laughs> after I fell at practice, we're doing a shooting drill next, and I airballed the first shot. I'm like, oof, like hopefully no one saw that. I think that was embarrassing. And then you know, like you know, I was like, wow, it's really, really stiff. Like it's really hurting me. Mm-hmm. And you know, get it checked out. Ultimately, that happens, and I have to miss six games. Like those were that was a tough stretch. Um, just because it's tough when you're watching, uh, you know, you just want to be out there so bad. We had so many young kids, 
who, you know, had never played in college basketball before. So, you, you know, I wanted to be out there, like, for them, for my teammates. And we went three and five, and that was tough. So then I, I come back, I think we're – oh, yeah, we're three and five, but I come back. We went three and three when I was out. So, like, that was just frustrating. I was just, you know, like, ugh, like – and then we just started rolling. Um, we just like went on like a mission. We were just like, we got this. We we won the four last games of December, beat Oregon State. I remember like I was like, all right, like we got this rolling into Big East. And then no one was even talking about the NCAA tournament then. We didn't even look like an NCAA tournament team. We were 0-2 in Big East. I think we were last for like that week. Uh, and then, you know, we beat Seton Hall, St. John's, both really, really tough games. Seton Hall uh, was a fun game. Yeah, that, one, was, that was fun. They they was they would not back down for every time you guys went yeah. on a run. Seton Hall would come on a run. I'm like, oh, but it was a great game. I mean, yeah, the only like, thing about like covering being media, I couldn't chair. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those were those were that was tough. And then I'm like, all right, like we started rolling into Big East. Um, you know, we were just like, all right, taking one game at a time. We lost to DePaul close without um, our starting center. So that that I was like, whoa, like, we can have, we're looking all right. We're looking pretty good right now. And then we just won a lot of close games. The whole Big East season was like that. It was like overtime, win by two. And then mm-hmm. be, beating Connecticut was was wild. Because uh, we were <laughs> when playing. I five, seen that. I was like, yes. Yeah, five <laughs> games in ten days, especially playing there. Um, you know, it's like, it's nothing you've ever, like, you just prepare the best you can. But, you know, we went in with, like, we you know, just do the best we can one play at a time. So that was really, really exciting. And then uh, with the Big East tournament, we were like, you know, then everyone's like, you're a bubble team, you're with the NCAA. So we just went in. We're like, all right, we'll take it one game at a time. We ended up getting to the championship, which was great. And then, you know, the week of limbo in between is like, you know, no one knows. Some people think you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out. And then, uh, watching we were literally like the last one of the last Team, teams yep. called in the last bracket we're watching like i'm like pretty sure i'm like if we're having a party like i would think like you know we're gonna get picked and luckily we did but it, it was it was exciting, it was exciting. Sure. Um, i can't wait to see you guys next year so what would speaking of ncaa double tournament i read an article where it says your main goal for a college is to win a ship championship so what do you would you say for your own self to prepare yourself for next year what would be some things that you would want to work on so you can achieve that goal definitely uh just try to get a little bit um stronger just like physically stronger like put on a little bit of muscle like weight um you know that's definitely the biggest thing and just continue you know playing with my teammates you know, helping the younger kids the best I can. And then just, you know, just growing my overall game. I think every year you try to add, add an aspect to your game to some element. I really worked on my mid-range last season, you know, and want to continue to work on that. And, you know, with the ball, you want to be able to score the ball in your hands, out of your hands, and, you know, just become a, a stronger passer out of, like, the double teams and stuff like that. Nice. And if a young baller had asked you for any advice to play college basketball what would you say to them I would say that work hard and remember that everybody's path is different so just because some other person on your team might be in AAU might have a million offers doing this 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 like just worry about yourself focus on you and be the best you can be okay and for yourself what are your goals 
in the next five years or after college? Um, well, I'm in my master's right now okay. in education. So nice. definitely to finish that degree, get my master's in education. And then, you know, I have some hopes, hopefully, to, you know, be able to play professionally, whether it's here or overseas. So, you know, definitely try that out for a little while. You're going you're gonna to be a professional <laughs> somewhere. I can, when you get buckets, you definitely will, Maddie. Um, but thank you for coming on Sports Talk with C. I really appreciate you giving me your time and answering my questions. And you have a good evening, okay? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Round one of the NBA playoffs is here. I'm going to start in the East and give my predictions. I have the Heat winning in six. I have Philly winning in five. I'm so happy my Chicago Bulls made it into the playoffs. So, so, so happy. But why in round, round, excuse me, round one do they have to face the Bucks? So if anyone knows me, anyone's been listening to the full 94 Saturdays live at 10, I've been raging about the Chicago Bulls all season. But I'm going to step back to reality and I'm going to say the Bucks in five. I have Boston and Brooklyn go into seven games and the Nets winning in seven. Everyone's saying I'm crazy. I just want a game seven. I don't like, you know, how I am with the Celtics. Um, I really want to see Ben play. So I would like the Nets to win. Hopefully he comes back throughout these playoffs. But I want a game seven. It's interesting. Why not have Boston? They're rolling right now. And why not have Brooklyn? No COVID protocols. They have their squad. So let's jump to the West. I have Phoenix in six, Dallas in six. Shout out to Utah. They took advantage of Luca being out. That series is up 1 0. Let's see um, if they take advantage again and go up 2 0 when heading back to Dallas, I believe. Don't quote me. Warriors in six. And I have Memphis. I had Memphis in six. But after watching yesterday's game, I'm going to do Memphis in seven. And the reason why I say that is because Cat balled. When I say, like, we all know he's a big man. He can shoot. But I don't know if it was, like, a makeup game because the play-in tournament, he wasn't. He's in foul trouble, really didn't produce much. But he finished that game with 29 points and 13 rebounds from the start of that game. Him and Anthony Edwards was on one. Definitely on one. And I can't, I'm going to take back what I said, guys, from the full 94 on yesterday's episode. And I said that this series is going to be boring. Um, after watching the first game, I would say that this series is going to be a blast. It's going to be fun. I want to see how uh, the Grizzlies respond to that losing game one. Um, this is why I wanted to go to game seven. I know when Ja was out, I believe the squad went 20 and three. I'm going to need that squad to come back. Like you're the best players in the entire world, every last one of you. I'm going to need that squad to come back 
and play. I don't know if it was playoff jitters or you had some days to rest and the Timberwolves were just rolling and, you know, felt like they had to prove something going into this game one because everyone definitely counted them out and saying that, you know, they're not going to win. I mean, I still say they're not going to win, but I definitely would love a game seven. Um, I'm happy that it's playoff time because I'm going to be honest, guys, I really haven't watched any um, NBA really this year. During the season, it's boring. I agree with Trey. So um, the East is spicy. I'm definitely um, ready for these playoffs. And looking at the West, I'm this year may be spicy too. So stay tuned, guys, for next week's episode. Make sure you continue to watch the playoffs to see if my predictions are right. Also, make sure you guys tune in on Wednesdays. The team, MTMV Live, goes live at 9.30 on Wednesday. So make sure you please tune in. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Search an MTMV Podcast Network or MTMV um, Network or MTMV Sports on YouTube. Try all three of them. You will see the squad. You will see the logo you know, watch, subscribe, share. Also, on Saturdays, we have the Full 94 podcast with your girl C, bro Miles, bro Connie, and we have a new edition, bro Will. So make sure you stay um, stay tuned in, in that on Saturdays at 10 a.m. And then, you know, your girl drops a new episode every Sunday at 4. C's out.